What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode seven of our podcast, Sip in Sports. How we doing? It's great. How's weekend? Good. We're doing great. Uh, yeah. It was a long weekend. A it's been a good week, and yeah, we're almost there. Yeah. What I about mean, you? Yeah, big time. I mean, tomorrow, Friday, Timberwolves home game. Yep. We'll be there. That'll be exciting. Glad that we'll get to see it. We didn't know. Obviously, being game six, you never know. So. Yeah, I'm just glad that we give ourselves a chance. Yeah, and it'll be electric. It yeah. will be electric. So it's what are we doing awesome. today? So we got, you'll notice a trend. We got intro, top sports moment of the week, Minnesota Minute, a picks recap, mm-hmm. beer and seltzer review, our third of three of the NFL draft series, and top five. So, with that, yeah, let's get in it. So, this week, uh, for the Minnesota Minute, oh, my moment in sports. My <laughs> yeah. moment in sports. I apologize. Moment yeah, sports. sorry. So, my moment in sports is uh, Miguel Cabrera uh, got his 3,000th career hit. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's the seventh player to ever have 3,000 career hits and 500 home runs, and he's the 33rd player to have over 3,000 hits just in general. You know who has the most hits ever in the MLB? Mm. It's kind of an awkward topic. Bet on baseball. Babe Ruth. Pete Rose. Sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately. How many does Babe Ruth have? I do not know Babe Ruth, but Pete Rose has 4,256. So he has a ways to go to catch Pete Rose, who unfortunately made some bad decisions and isn't going to be, isn't in the Hall of Fame right now. How many does Pete Rose have? 4,256 hits. We're talking hits. Yeah. Yeah. So he has 1,400 more than Babe Ruth. Does Babe Ruth have, oh, 2,800? Yeah. Around? 2,800. 2,800. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty exciting. I mean, not a lot of people, but you think about it, you have, if you average 150 hits, you have to play almost 20 Mm. seasons. I mean, it's a lot. I was going to say Hank Aaron. I was kind of going between those two and I picked Babe Ruth, but Hank Aaron's actually third. So that would have made myself sound way smarter. (laughs) It's all right. You went with the Bambino, the legend. Uh, oops. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm just being a hometown uh, fan for mine and saying that the best moment is the Wolves. Not necessarily when we choked it away in Game 3. <laughs> However, in Game 4 and Game 1, I don't think that was last week, but it... Uh, Seeing the energy and the excitement around the possibility of us winning the series right. is can't Pretty be exciting, beat. Yeah. It can't be beat for me. Well, and I think a lot of people, too, going into the series, a lot of big-time Timberwolves fans were like, hey, we match up pretty well against Memphis. Mm-hmm. So we, we knew it was going to be a good series, and it's just yeah, it's, it's nice that we did take one from them in Memphis, but then, mm-hmm. like you said, we kind of gave them one. Yeah. What, did they have a 26-point comeback? Was it that large? Um, Something big. Well, we were up big in the second quarter, and then they gave it away and got it down to like six or seven or something, and then we built it back up to 20-something, and then we obviously didn't. They choked it away. Yeah. yeah. But we came back game four, we showed it, so that was a good game. Yeah, it was. So. So. 
we'll see. see yeah. Game six tomorrow. Yes. Um. All right. Uh. Minnesota minute. David, yeah. 60 seconds, let's hit it. Yeah, so like we just talked about, Timberwolves will play. They played on Tuesday. They'll play game six on Friday. Uh, the Wild, this is their final week before they playoffs. They're currently in second place, tied with the Blues. Twins last weekend swept the White Sox to move to first place, which is crazy because we were in last place in our division. That's big. Before sweeping the White Sox, who are a very good team. Yeah, that is big. Uh, Minnesota softball went 1-2 and two against Maryland. They play Michigan this upcoming weekend. Minnesota baseball went one and two against Penn State. Crazy, the coach got his 600th career win in the conference for the Gophers. For, 600 for Minnesota baseball. That's quite that's a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they weren't that good last year. Right. And I mean, they used to be a top tier, but 600 conference wins, that's a lot of seasons. How long has he been there? Over 30 years. Okay. I don't know exact date, but they play Michigan State this coming up weekend. St. Thomas softball, two and one against North Dakota. They play South Dakota State next weekend That's or this coming weekend. Yeah, and Minnesota St. Thomas baseball even went two and one against Northern Colorado. Next up is Western Illinois. So uh-huh. Tommy's kind of came out firing there. Yeah, they had a good weekend. Yeah, unfortunately, Gophers did not. Hmm. But there's always next weekend. So there what can you true. do? You know, yeah, You'd love to see it. The beauty of baseball, there's always more games and a bunch of them in that. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I don't know because the college season has to end what in May, mm. right? College ends in May. Well, then you have like the NCAA tournament that goes on in June stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely a lot of games. Right. Not as many as the MLB. That's for dang sure. But. Yeah, there's so many, <laughs> never ending. Honestly, truthfully, the longest season. But yeah, it's okay. Uh, sports picks. Yeah, sports picks. So this, this is my favorite part well, of it. Yeah, because he's had a few good weeks, so it's it is what it is. But so Naram went twelve and nine. This past week, he was five and five in NBA, three and two NHL, four and two MLB. That sounds a lot of mediocre. <laughs> it's very average. Now that I'm here, yeah. but this is my score is even more average. You have eleven and ten, so one game above five hundred. But you're four and four NBA, four and four NHL, three and two MLB. <laughs> I will say this. That's almost the definition of average. average. <laughs> but I'm one game above it. But I will say this. Two games, we've talked about this, my two overs, when I tried to do the overs club, which failed miserably when I went 0 for 3 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Those two games should have hit. The 76ers game finished at 212. The over was 212.5. Mm-hmm. So I was half a point below, but that doesn't matter. Yep. And then the Mavericks game, they needed 53 total points in the fourth quarter, and they scored 40. Both teams combined scored 40. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. That's the worst beats I've ever seen, and... But not surprising. There's a lot of quarters that a single team scores 40 points. Correct. Not, maybe, the quarter not, before, maybe, maybe not a lot, but a fair amount. It could happen. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors probably have done it. The quarter oh, before that, is, yeah. the quarter before that, the Mavericks scored 39 points by themselves. The quarter <laughs> before that, they scored 39, and the Jazz scored 33. <laughs> that's 72, and then they scored 40. Yeah, almost half. <laughs> I mean, that's brutal. But that's my bad beats. I mean... I mean, here's the thing. For MLB, you're kind of stepping up. Have you found like the rhythm, or who's your team, or what is going on here? Um, well, we talked amongst ourselves and have decided that we can't take the same team every day. Try and change it up, yeah. Yeah, try and change it up. That doesn't mean we won't pick the same teams, because at some point you kind of have to. Right. But we're going to try and change it up. Um, 
I think for MLB, it's a little easier because they're just starting. Like like you said, NBA, it's kind of hard because in a week or two, there will only be a certain amount of teams. Yeah. And NHL, once playoffs start, it'll be the same thing. But mm-hmm. take advantage of it while you can. Yeah. For the... Uh, for the MLB, honestly, <laughs> I I don't have that much right. thought put into it. Like I I've found some teams that I like, mm-hmm. and I just kind of go with them. Yeah, I think the hard thing about the MLB is you bet a team minus one and a half, and a lot of games are literally one run games, or mm-hmm. that team they're so like they're so close like the games are close and this to start the year and it's like you bet a team one and a half and it's like okay well they either lose or they might win by one mm-hmm. which is great for the team terrible for us yeah and then nhl it's kind of nice if you have one and a half and your team's one and a half and your team's winning empty nets all day yeah i mean that's what you wish for well that's that's the best part about the nhl <laughs> for one and a half for right. mlb it's like okay well nothing changes if you're up one or if you're up two right 100%. you know in terms of gameplay but nhl you can well now teams even in the nhl it's like if they're down one with three minutes left they're pulling the goalie they do not care they're trying to be like hey we're trying to score early so then next thing you know it could be four two and next thing you know it could be even five two yeah because what's the difference for them for losing four two to five two nobody cares still a loss right for the nhl you know i thought isn't don't they usually like if they're down two goals at the end Mm -hmm. do they still pull their goalie some teams do with a minute 30 over a minute some teams do oh just to try and get two quick ones yeah they try to get some momentum to get one and then hopefully get a second one which usually to be honest backfires interesting i always thought that if they were down two they kind of just packed it in said hey we'll get them tomorrow night yeah sometimes but i have seen a lot more teams now just try to go for it especially teams that are out of the playoff run what do you have to lose just try and Pat, it's too bad. Pat the stats. <laughs> right. The goals against is not great, but... Yeah. Who, nobody looks at that. Right. So, yeah, the betting recap. I mean, I know we've talked about this, but overall, I yeah. think I'm one game about One and a half, technically. Because I think I have 78 wins, but I have two pushes. And you have yeah, 76 like wins. We're coming up on our second full month of doing it. Yeah, it's getting close. It's getting a lot closer than, it, than I would like, to be honest. So, right now, with... A couple days left of April. Yeah. Of April, I'm one game better, or well, a half game better, because we have the same amount of losses. You have a tie, and I have one more win than mm-hmm. you. Right. So a half game better for the month, and then overall, you are one and a half games better than me. Yeah. So it's close. I mean, it could teeter either way. Literally in one day, like Saturday. Would flip the script. Yeah. All Big the way. time 0 3 guy. So. Yeah. But that's what makes it fun. You never know. I mean, it could swing. We've had months or weeks where you started out 5 and, what was it, 5 and 16. You had to tear it up bad, bad. <laughs> I and know. I think I was like average. That was during this month, and now I came back and yeah. have a Just shows your last few weeks how good you've been. Yeah. Truthfully. But. Well, when I was that bad, you were really good. Yeah, now it's kind of too. And then it's flipped back, and now we're back to Average. similar. <laughs> yeah. But, it would be interesting to see. Um, like, we should look at how many 3 0 days both of us have had, and how many 0 3 days both of us have had. Yeah. I think time. I can tell. I can say we. I don't think we've ever been 3 0 on the same day. I don't mm-hmm. think we've ever had a 6 0 day, but I no. don't think we've had an 0 6 day. Yeah, I don't think so. Because if we did that, that would be. 
Yeah. If we have a 6-0 and day, though, it's something to rejoice. But if we have an 0-6 day, we'll probably just buy If we have it. an 0-6 day, we're going to get ripped. <laughs> probably won't tweet <laughs> from, the next day. From so many people. <laughs> They'll be like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah, that was a terrible Let's day. Let's fade you on every pick. Yeah. But, no, it's good. I mean, the bets make it fun, so it's just fun. You have you have a chance to make up, I mean. It keeps it interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. But, all right, let's, uh, should we get to the goods? Yeah. Let's get to the goods. I'm excited about this one. Honestly, yeah. on both sides. Yeah, so, for my seltzer, it's a Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer Pineapple Flavor. Okay. So, how do you feel about pineapple? I know you don't like, what I was like it, strawberry? Strawberry is not your go-to or what was Strawberries, yeah, not great. Okay. But I like the, I like pineapple. We're kind of in the tropical mode today because my beer is a peach mango Berliner Vice. Yeah. What is it? There was one nice day on Saturday. Weather was like 70 degrees and now we're all tropical. Look at us. Yeah. Festive. We're feeling it. We we need the warmer weather and the sun. Yeah, I was going to say, this week is probably going to be in the 40s. But... So yeah, we'll see. I mean, Literally pineapple. I didn't even know Mike's Hard had seltzers, but I would assume now everybody has seltzers. I mean, it has to be. You gotta have it to compete, right? But these aren't Mike's Hard lemonade. lemonades. It just yeah. So, and yours is a peach. It's a peach mango. Peach mango. Um, Berliner. I believe it's Vice, W-E-I-S-S-E. And it's from, you said New York, I think? Equilibrium Spark, S-P-A-R-C. Oh, yep. fancy with the no middle, K. Middletown, <laughs> Middletown, New York. Wow, no K. So, yeah. We'll do the oh. seltzer first. Well, what? If you want, the, the bottom's just wet. Unbelievable. Bad pour, We're bad made. pour. No, I have mine. No, mine, 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 yeah. mine. That was mine. That was, that was actually a pretty yeah. good pour. So we'll do the seltzer, yeah. which last week was tough. Last week was tough, but Oof. I like the smell. Yeah, it smells, it smells actually like something. Yeah. Fun fact for you. I don't. I think I'm slightly, just a little bit allergic to pineapple because if I eat too much of it, then my mouth gets kind of hairy. Well, that would have been good to know. I mean, but, I'm not really certified in any of that yeah. stuff, so I don't know what I'm supposed to do. With I know. <laughs> before before the last episode, we went over the Heimlich maneuver just yeah, so we're just to make sure, just to make sure in case we choked on our Reese's eggs or what. I think yeah. that was yeah, that was that yeah, it was the Reese's <laughs> and I figured it out. So I'm not certified, but I know the gist. Mm-hmm. And now you drop on me that you might be allergic to this. Yeah. So hmm. first impressions though, right when it hits the mouth. What would you say? Um, I think it's not bad. I think yeah. it's uh, better than some, not as good as the press. I don't think the carbonation is that much. Like it, You can taste the... It's like a mixture of the pineapple. It's not a huge pine. I don't taste a ton of pineapple. You can smell... That's one thing I've noticed. Seltzers. Seltzers, the flavor of the, the can, you can smell the flavor. But mm-hmm. once you start tasting it... Yeah. There's not much there. No, there's not. But this one is different in the sense I think where it's like a lot of the seltzers we've tried, it get they get overtaken by the carbonation, and I don't think that's this one in my opinion. Yeah, I don't no. think that's a lot of carbonation. No, there's not much, not much carbonation at all, really. Yeah. So 
I think it's actually pretty. I think it's not bad, but um, if I had to, uh, it does because it's Mike's. Mike's hard lemonade. Mike's hard lemonade. So there is lemonade. You can definitely taste the lemonade. Yeah, it's it is to me similar, actually very similar to the uh, um, the the truly strawberry lemonade lemonade seltzer. Mm -hmm. Like there's similarities in the sense that I'm getting like a a sugar free lemonade taste with a little bit more pineapple infused in it. Right. That's kind of my. Taste. your vibe from yeah. it yeah yeah and i think that's the thing is like you can definitely taste the lemonade but it's not over the top like mm-hmm. it's not overpowering where it's like oh it's only lemonade you can kind of taste a little pineapple in there yeah a little mm-hmm. but aftertaste isn't bad either which is a lot of seltzers sometimes have bad aftertaste mm-hmm. but yeah. i think it's i'll go with a uh six five six five yeah i think it's not bad. I think it's yeah, not bad. Not not my favorite one. I can't remember what I gave the press, but I, I know that's my yeah, yeah. I know that's my highest one. This one I would say it's not bad. If I had to, I would drink one. Might try like if there's like a lemon lime lemonade Mike's hard yeah seltzer, I might prefer that. But right. if I had to drink this one, then I think I could you do could it. drink it. Yeah. yeah. One I think I I know you don't like strawberry as much but like a strawberry with this could be probably decent but it's probably similar to like you said the the truly one where it's like strawberry mm-hmm. lemonade yeah. um what do you think i'll i actually do like it i think it's actually pretty good um definitely not the presses but i would actually mm-hmm. probably say it's a 6.9 okay so i actually think nice. it's up there it's probably for sure in my top three for sure right now yeah i think it's this one the press and i do actually like the strawberry seltzer lemonade one but I, the thing with these is... Oh, the... The, the strawberry truly, lemonade one. Truly, the truly, truly, yeah. So you like the lemonades. Well, I do, and I think the thing is, like, with the lemonades, granted, they are... They do taste like they have, like, a lot of sugar in them. Like, there's a lot of, like... It's super sweet and sugary, so it's like... I feel like if you drink three of these, you'll have a headache. Yeah, or gut rot. Yeah. But... Yeah, so I don't think it's that bad. I think it's 6.9, and you said 6.5. Yep. All right, so now we're on to the... Peach mango... Peach mango from New York. If you can see the color, it's it almost looks kind of like a hazy IPA almost. I know it's not going to taste like that, or at least I don't think so, but you can't see through it in the glass. Yeah. Can you see through? <laughs> <laughs> there it watching, is. Yeah, if you're, if you're watching, watching it on YouTube. <laughs> Shout out, Brennan. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just like the... Um, like the influencers do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it... I mean, it definitely has some flavor. It's hmm. it's kind of like the um, lemon-lime one. It doesn't necessarily taste like a beerish. Yeah. Like, it's like you can definitely taste the... What is it? Peach mango? It definitely tastes the mango part. You taste the mango more than the peach? Well, I think the peach hits you right away, and then I think after it, when the aftertaste is more mango-y. But I think it's a combination of both in the sense where it's like it doesn't taste like a beer to yeah. me again. I taste the peach a little bit more. Yeah. I just don't. It doesn't taste like a beer. It's similar to the lemon lime one. Like I don't. And maybe it's the type of what was it? Uh, no, it's not a hazy IPA. What was it? No, it's a Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss. W-E-I-S-S-E. Yeah. 
Wow. 4.5% alcohol. So it's a light beer. Yeah, lighter. I mean, it, it does have a nice light light color to it. Yeah, I mean, seems it's like good. It, seems like it'd be a good uh, summer beer. Brewery beer out on the patio? Yeah. I think so. I don't know like how many I could drink, but I do like these more than the... Like a darker beer, like last week's was a little tough. Yeah. That was the... Last week's was bad. Yeah. But I do think this one's pretty good. I mean, I think this one's got to be in the mid to upper sixes for me. I would probably say six, eight. I think it's pretty good. I think this one isn't necessarily on the peanut butter level, but it's right below it. I think this could venture for tied for number two mm-hmm. or up there with number two. Yeah. Which was the lemon lime one. But both of those are kind of similar for me where yeah, they agree. don't taste like beer. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I like this one. It uh, costs, a, costs a few pennies, but... Yeah. Yeah. Heads up. If you do go and try this one, it is a little bit more on the spendier side. <laughs> but... It's worth it, I think. It's yeah. Yeah. It is worth it. And honestly, if you're just trying to enjoy a drink and... It's a Saturday afternoon, and you're just trying to kick back and relax. It's not a bad one. Having one of these with a little takeout or some snacks is... Yeah, not nothing like a little wrap, a little chicken wrap with some seasoned sour cream fries. Yeah, a little chicken wrap. <laughs> and, and one of these Burliner Vices. Uh, I would give it a 7-3. Is that not top? Or was peanut butter top? That's pretty close. It's, yeah. So you're saying it's, it's up, one and one It's eight. up there. It's one and one It's eight. up there. Yeah, yeah, I like this. It's got yeah. a good flavor. And it's easy to drink. It's light. It's fluffy. It's too bad it's from New York. It's not at our breweries. I know. But of course, like one of the only ones that <laughs> isn't one of our local breweries is one of the best ones. Right. But the the chocolate peanut butter one, that one was from Lupulin, I think. Yeah. That was Which local. Is, yeah. That's, well, local. That's Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Yep. Yeah. So... No, I think this one is good, but I think it's like the same thing. I think it's like when you taste it, it's not, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when I think of brewery beers, I'm like heavy, mm-hmm. different tasting, like kind of like one of those where it's like, you're almost like gulping it down and you're like, okay, I'll take one, maybe two. Yeah. But this one, it's like, I, I don't know. I could probably drink two or three and be fine. Like you yeah. said, it's a patio season, mm-hmm. chill. Yeah. Or after after a round of golf, just sitting on the patio, Casual. enjoying the sun. Right, like you could. I feel like you could order one of these, and it would be perfectly fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So that's a lot better today. Much We're going better. in the right direction. Yeah, it is. We had to see rock bottom to get back up. That's for sure. Yeah, I think it's important. Not necessarily rock bottom, but so far. I think it's bottom. important to have some ones that we are maybe not necessarily a fan oh, of. Oh, hundred percent help the the ranking system yeah like not everyone can be good right and we'll be honest now well we have been being honest that's what i'm saying we'll be honest with all the rankings but i think we're always honest i do like that that was pretty good but yeah so pretty good there you go six eight seven three yep there you go there she is moving on so the last part of the draft special because tonight is when the NFL draft starts. So you got round one tonight, you got rounds two and three on Friday, mm-hmm. and you got rounds four, five, and six on Saturday. Yep. Kind of the sleepers a little bit. Yep. The sleepers, maybe guys that aren't getting as much hype, but mm-hmm. teams will take a 
flyer on to see what they can do. Yeah. I mean, there's still been, like like we said, I mean, there's been a lot of good players that have been drafted late. Mm-hmm. Obviously more rare than like a first-round guy. Probably not a guy you might slot into your team right away. But it's like you look at these names and it's like obviously the big one's Tom Brady who was drafted later. You have Shannon Sharp. You have Terrell Davis. You have Antonio Brown who was a great wide receiver. I think it's just more like these smaller schools kind of. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's one of those things that's ironic just looking and previewing this draft. A lot of tight ends go these later rounds. Yeah. Unless you're obviously a top elite tight end, but it's also just kind of fun. it's just kind of interesting because it's like once round four hits, I think six tight ends are getting drafted, they think, in round four. So it's really? like, is that a requirement? Like, nope, can't do it one, two, three. Once four yeah. comes, we're going to draft. Well, I think that depending on the scheme, a lot of teams, like, it it's important to have a couple tight ends and yep. depending on what they're trying to do mm-hmm. like i don't feel like a team is going to draft a tight end early if, unless he's like elite yeah if yeah. they're really good at receiving or something like they're not going to draft a really good blocking tight end in mm-hmm. the first couple rounds like right. that's just not gonna happen right well and but, i think a tight end too is a harder position there's a lot of teams that where it's like you look at them and they're like every team has already one or two tight ends yeah so how many teams really need to fill in that tight end maybe and, a few and with the nfl going more three wide receivers right you know t- sometimes there's plays that don't require a tight end and they're just keeping the running back in to help block or whatnot so yeah. I feel like that makes yeah the tight end a little bit less. Utilized. Well, you almost have to be, like you said, you either have to be an elite tight end that can basically play a receiver spot, mm-hmm. or you have to be a tight end where you're going to get taken in later rounds, but you're just a grinder guy who just loves to block. Yeah. Or it's just a bigger guy who's a big target, and they're like, hey, we'll take a chance on you. Why not? Because mm-hmm. if we're on the goal line, maybe we'll throw you in there. But like you said, yeah, a lot more teams are now just going to the spread them out. Let's just chuck it around. Because mm-hmm. we're paying a ton of money for this quarterback, why not let him show what he can do? Yeah, you always. I mean, it's honestly a a thing in any sport at any level. It's like you always have to try and find ways to make yourself valuable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, totally. if you're a tight end and you're not like one of the best receivers, then you better be really good at blocking so that. Yeah, you give yourself a chance just to get on the field. Yeah, same thing with running back. If you're not the fastest person out there, well, you better be a really good blocker, or you better be tough to take down. Just a big dude. Yeah, third down, just barrel, or goal line back that just barrels. Exactly. There's plenty of dudes that are third down backs that can catch it. Like you look at James White. It's not like he's the biggest or the fastest dude, but he's super good at catching passes. And so then you make yourself valuable. Like that's always the name of the game if you can find ways to make yourself on the field. Well, I think that's also what's so interesting is it's just like you watch a guy like James White who comes out of the backfield. And I feel like every time he's on the court, the play goes to him. On the field. (laughs) Like he's on the field. I mean, the the play goes to him. Yeah. It's like he does this little cut route and it's like, boom, hits James White for a 15 yard first down. And it's like, what are we? But he just, he's never. He's not good enough to run the ball, like you said. He's mm-hmm. not good enough to be behind the quarterback and like, hey, we're going to hand it off to you. Yeah. The the Patriots are f- funny in that sense is, is 
They got uh, Damian Harris, who yeah. literally is just a runner. Run straight. They got James White, who's <laughs> li- almost just a passer. Like they'll give him a couple handoffs. And when they come in, the other team has to know what they're going to try and do. But right. it doesn't seem to really affect them that much. Like they're no, still able to do team. what they're doing. And it's literally James White catches that first down pass. And he knows he's coming right out. He's yeah. like, nope, I'm not dealing worse in a second. I don't block. I don't do that. I'm fresh. It. I don't want it. It's like, it almost is like one of those things where it's like you look at Tom Brady and like Tom Brady, obviously one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, but like mm-hmm. he made that famous where it was just quick passes to James White and let James White do what he's got to do. Honestly, I feel like that's just smart quarterbacking. <laughs> like, it's a great scheme. It's I'll a ta- great scheme. I'll take eight yards. That's good for my stats. That's good for us as a team, and that's good for you. So I mean, get eight, if you <laughs> get eight yards going. every play, you'll have plenty of first downs. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, it's, it is crazy, but I think there's, like you said, there's still going to be some of those players I think we look back on where it's like he was taken later in the game or, or later in the draft, and we're like, okay, he was probably a steal. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of the times, too, when you look at picks – a lot of the guys are offensive linemen, kind of mm-hmm. backup guys like that, or just like you need depth on the line, obviously. Offensive yeah. line is huge. I feel like you could also see a lot of running backs taken at that point. You know, yeah. like it seems like the more years go on, the less running backs are taken really high in the draft because yeah. one, they don't want to pay their second contract, and if they can get depth and and find guys that can contribute or make the running back room better mm-hmm. when they're younger. Mm-hmm. Like totally grabbing guys in the later rounds is a good way to do that. Well, and it's like one of those things. I think the life of a running back has got to be what less than six or seven years. I mean, yeah, pretty short. So it's just like you kind of need that depth. And like you said, nowadays it just always seems like it's unfortunate, but it just always seems like these running backs are always getting hurt or they get banged up. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, how many times can <laughs> You run full speed at a large human being and just get tackled yeah. 20 times a game. You can't do that a lot. Right. Like your body, I just don't know. I don't know the human body very well, but my body would break. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, not what the human body's supposed to do. Right. And I think it's just crazy where it's just like a lot of, and like you said, kind of to reiterate, I think a lot of teams are now getting away from the fact of like, hey, I don't want to pay my guy 25 million. He's only mm-hmm. going to be here two or three years. Yeah. So the life is definitely tough. But. Like you said, it'll be an interesting. It's good to see that uh, the draft will kind of get going, and we'll see what the Vikings kind of mix up here and what other teams kind of make moves. And like you said, it feels like the later rounds, all these picks, people just start trading random picks. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'll trade you my sixth for your seventh and eighth. It's like, yeah. okay, so what, what what did that do? Well, there's not an eighth round. But <laughs> but I'm saying, like, okay, I'll trade you my fourth for your fifth and sixth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay... So you need you really want a guy who's in the fourth round? How do you know if he's going to be in the fourth? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The trading multiple <laughs> picks and getting a bunch of day three picks is always an interesting. It's a very interesting strategy, I think. Yeah, it's like wow, this team has ten picks total, but <laughs> eight of them are in the last day. Right. Like okay, well. How many of those guys are going to stay with the team? Or how many guys are going to actually step make on the, the field? Roster. Yeah, make the <laughs> roster. It's just, it is kind of mind-blowing in the sense where it's just like, oh, I will trade our, like, let's trade a big-name player to this team for their third round, two fourth rounds, and a fifth round. Mm-hmm. That's how much that guy meant to you? Yeah. Granted, sure, you're saving calorie, salary cap and space, so I understand it in that sense, sure. But, like, mm-hmm. at the same time, like, that is, it's crazy. 
yeah, it's an interesting predicament there. Yeah. Let's let's say what do you, the last pick of the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. What position do you think that player will be? Mm, probably a defensive player, probably like a uh, D lineman. D lineman. Yeah. I'm Either gonna go with like a edge rusher. Something on the line. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with, I want to say offensive lineman, but my hot take is going to be a tight end. You're just on the tight ends. On the tight ends, <laughs> the big boys. I think a team's just going to be like, that guy's a grinder. We need that guy to block. Yeah. And like, here's the thing is like, you look at it, a lot of these, I guess you could say star tight ends of these teams, like a lot of them aren't necessarily the best blocking tight ends. They're just very athletic. They're like you said, mm-hmm. just big wide receivers. Yeah. And all the team wants them to do is just catch and go. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they don't care about blocking, and then you got a guy like George Kittle, who's obviously elite in both aspects, where he loves to block. Yeah. So can you find another guy like that? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I feel like the last thing for tight ends I'll say is I feel like if they like blocking too much, mm-hmm. then they're <laughs> in at the line so much with yep. the big big guys, and right. then they're. Just asking to get hurt, I think. Yeah, or that's the aspect of where they're like, they're in at the line, and it's harder for them. They're probably just running a quick little route, but they can't do much because you have to block the guy. Your first responsibility is blocking, and then you're going out for a pass. And a lot of these receivers, or I should say tight ends, just aren't. When they're known for blocking, they're not necessarily the most athletic to be like, hey, I'm going to run a deep post. Yeah, not a lot of them. So it'll be interesting. It's fun. I mean, that will be tonight, NFL Draft. Yeah. Where is it? Indiana? Where is the NFL draft? Vegas? I think it is in Vegas. This year it is? Yeah. That is crazy. Um, Weren't they going to do it? Wasn't it like a, they were going to have, what was that, COVID, where they were going to boat people? Yeah. The first round? That, I that do, fell through. I do <laughs> remember that. I can't remember which year that was. Yeah, I thought it was for COVID where they were like, oh, we're going to boat you mm-hmm. to the podium. That was either last year or the year before. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. Here's a question for you. So somebody at work mm-hmm. today, they're a Packer fan, so okay. a little bit biased. Oh, but okay. And it doesn't have it really anything to do with the draft, but it has something to do with tight ends. They think that Robert Tanyan, based off of the current aspect of the Packers receivers... Robert Tanyan, okay. They think that Robert Tanyan's going to have 15-plus touchdowns. And off an ACL a thousand yards. <laughs> he was very, he was very confident in that. So here's the thing, and we know if how Packer, likely do you think that is? Yeah, we know a few Packer fans in our friend group and stuff. I just that is insane numbers for a tight end. That's almost that's tight end one. That's what I'm saying. That's better than Travis Kelsey. hundred percent. That's and what... better than George Kittle. Better than all these guys. And it's almost like one of those things. Like I get you're sitting here saying. Based on their, because they lost Devontae Adams. I'm sure they'll have to replace mm-hmm. him. But And uh, the other Scal- guy. MBS? Yeah, MBS. Yeah, so their guy is Alan Lazard. I mean, I could see them going out. They need to get They need to get a wide receiver. receiver. They need to either trade for someone. Debo's still there. You I think, don't know. Do you think Debo will go? I don't know. That would be my <laughs> I want that the absolute least. Oh, if Debo everything. went there, I would hate it for sure. It would be just ironic. It would be kind of funny because last year in the playoffs, Debo literally... Beat the Packers, and now we'd be on their team. I mean, everyone wants to play with Aaron Rodgers, but I just think it's crazy when it's like Robert Tanyan, a tight end. Mm -hmm. I think he'll have great numbers. I think he could get to double-digit touchdowns. 
That's a lot of yards. That's almost, that's a, almost a touchdown a game. Yeah, and, but he'll have a few games where he has two touchdowns. Yeah, but he'll also have games that he doesn't have any. Yes, correct. I just It's just hard also off an injury. That's so hard. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, hey, Packers fans, like we've said, we're Vikings fans. We'll think Kirk Cousins is going to throw for 5,000 yards this year. Will it happen? Potential? Well, I'm not that outrageous that Irv Smith's going to catch 13 touchdowns. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, we also have more threats than the Packers. I, th- I mean, when you look at our wide receiver core. Yeah. No offense. Jettis. That is an ambitious... The likelihood... I think if if that person at work is that confident in that pick or that mm-hmm. statement, they should go to a, a, somewhere to put that in as a parlay. Because you could probably put 10 bucks on that and easily win. He did say he was like triple digits. Yeah, I wish it was a bet. I I wish that was an actual bet. And in my head I was thinking, well, I'll bet you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would take. I mean, that's just that's so many yards. So many yards and so many touchdowns. Here's a question though with that with the last question about NFL. Mm-hmm. With their statement or with their position the NF uh, the Packers, do you think uh Robert Tanya becomes a top 5 tight end in the league? Mm. No. Because you got to think this Kittle, year? Kittle, yeah, this Kelsey, year, no. Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Those are locked in. Those are locks. But Especially Travis Kelsey this year. Yeah. Well, I think Mark Andrews too. Travis Kelsey just always produces. Yeah, but Travis Kelsey. Without mean, Tyreek, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's more of the pie to go around, and yeah. he already had a huge chunk of it last year. Yeah. I mean, he's just one of those guys that it's just like, Last year they started off kind of slow, and everyone I think was kind of like, "Oh God!" Like the Chiefs, they didn't start as fast, and they weren't playing as well. But it's just like, dude, at the end of the day, if you're the Chiefs, throw it to Travis Kelsey for eight, nine yards every play. He's open every single time. Yeah, he's un- unbelievable. Yeah, but they do run plays to him. Yeah, I think they're a good sure. offense for him though because they also don't really. I think last year to start the year they kind of focused more on, "Hey, let's try to run the football," and it's like yeah. you guys are not a running team. Didn't work. Like you guys are paying your quarterback five fifty million, mm-hmm. pretty dang close or something, and you're gonna run the ball. Yeah. Granted, you got a good running back, but come on, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. All right. Um, Top fives. Yeah. Well, what do you got? What's I your was, final statement? I was trying to think of the other two tight ends. I think you could. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's the one that I had because he's on my team that we're going to roll right into for top five. Um, Kyle Pitts and... Hmm, what about... I don't Darren know. Waller? Yeah, Darren Waller. Dalton Schultz? Darren Waller. TJ Hawkinson? I, th- I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Darren Waller and Devontae, like, how much of the pie? I guess you gotta put in uh, Renfro, your your guy. I know it's. I I will say this, and last year obviously was last year in fantasy. Didn't have the best year. Didn't lose, but didn't have the best year. But seeing Renfro produce was so high, and now it's like, oh, Devontae Adams is there. So Renfro, sorry. <laughs> and then you got Jalen Waddle, who was a beast, and now it's like Tyreek, welcome to the team, which is great for the team. I don't think it hurts Jalen Waddle as much, but it definitely hurts Renfro for sure. 
But yeah, and <laughs> I mean, that tells you all you need to know about David's fantasy, <laughs> fantasy team. team is didn't lose. He was focusing on Hunter Renfro and Jalen Waddle, and they had good years. Don't I also had Tyreek. I mean, I had a good team. Yeah, well, Mahomes, whatever. We're not talking about that <laughs> right now. We'll talk about it closer to fantasy. Yeah, let's move on. Top five. Similar, yeah, similar, similar topics. So last week we did offensive players. This week we're going defensive players, yep. and it's defensive players that you would essentially have if you were creating your own dynasty team yep essentially yeah. i i will say this even this time again i probably should have done a better job but i didn't necessarily take salary cap in i'm thinking mm-hmm. we have billions all right which my team is younger this time for sure so it helps yeah so a recap of last week i went full young guys lat and dave went a little bit more star power, right. middle of the pack age-wise, and a little bit older. A little bit older, yeah. So we'll see what this week looks like. Do you want to? Why don't you go first? You want me to go first? Yeah. So the the spots that we're looking at is two on the defensive line. Yep. One linebacker, one cornerback, and one safety for five total. Okay. So my two linemen are Aaron Donald. And TJ Watt. Mm. My linebacker is the hometown favorite, Eric Kendricks. Cornerback, Jalen Ramsey. Safety, Justin Simmons from the Denver Broncos. Mm. Number one safety last year. Interesting. So, decent, decently young. Also have a few veterans in there, but... That is pretty young. That actually not bad. Well, Aaron Donald, he's young, but who knows how long he's going to stay. I mean, he was going to retire after last year, but... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he has to be on your list. He's literally the best player. Dude. No, no, he was he was a lock right away. Hundred um, percent. But so mine is the line. I went Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett. Bad guy. The <laughs> I I was between Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt. I will say that, yeah. but I went Miles Garrett because he seems to be a little less injury prone. Yeah, it seems like T.J. Watt. Yes, he's a good player, but he seems to get a little bit more injured than Miles Garrett. Yeah, what's crazy is he did get injured a little bit last year, and he still had the most record sacks. Yeah, well, he's a beast. That's okay. I also went bigger, just like you went bulky guys. Yeah, yeah. huge. Yeah, guys get that can play end or middle. Middle. Yeah. Yep. Uh, linebacker, I went Fred Warner. See, that was my other pick. I was gonna go Fred <laughs> Warner as well, but then I was like, dude, you know what? I love Eric Kendricks, and I think Eric Kendricks is one of the Vikings' best players. Yeah. So it's like, why not go with the hometown guy? Yeah. But Fred Warner is a beast. He yep. is a beast. Um, and then cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, shut down. You have to. Yeah. And so in the secondary for my corner and safety, I went ball hawks. I'm trying to get a lot of picks. So I went yeah. Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Yeah. Not even on a team right now. Yeah, he doesn't need to be to be the best. Yeah. I will say that I think Tyron Matthew is obviously very good. That's an older pick, though. He's a little bit older. Yeah, but I got a lot of salary cap from my offensive picks. That's true. I was, I was, uh, I will say I was surprised, and I know I wasn't going to pick him, but like Jair Alexander is a very good cornerback. <laughs> he was who I was one, deciding it was between like, on the Packers. I'm not for, sure. Uh, I was deciding between him and Jalen Ramsey, but I was like, yeah, I want more picks, and I don't want to pick a Packer guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Plus, I looked it up, and Jalen Ramsey's just a little bit, like a couple inches taller than Jair, Jair yeah. Alexander. I mean, truthfully, both guys not getting in depth, but both guys, it's like you can leave them out there one on one, and they'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, I will say without a, 
age and whatnot playing a factor. I wanted to pick Harrison Smith. That's a oh, he's honorable a, mention. Yeah, he's, he's an old. absolute beast, but, but he's, he's also old, old, a little old. older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like our teams. I mean, we do have some obviously very similarities. I mean, Aaron Donald's obviously a lock for I would assume most people. Yeah. So we had Aaron Donald and. Uh, Ramsey, Ramsey. so Rams guys. And last week, I think the only similarity we had was Josh Allen. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we went different all the way around, which is uh, no. Who are your wide receivers? Devante and Jamar Jettis. Chase. Oh no, I had Jamar Chase. Oh, and you had Jamar Chase and Jettis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and tight end, I had Kelsey, and you went Kyle Pitts. Yeah, mm-hmm. so two guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of obviously talented, talented guys. Obviously, age plays a factor in it, and. Mm-hmm. You do what you can, but I think with those guys, there is a lot of guys that you could maybe have picked from, mm-hmm. but those guys definitely stand out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, it makes me excited for fantasy, honestly. <laughs> Still got a ways to go with fantasy. It, it makes me excited. It does make me excited for the draft because it's not necessarily, I don't think, for the Vites make or break, but like let's just bolster our, bolster our lineup. Yeah. I mean, this is the year we think about it and we're like, hey, we've made some good acquisitions. We've Pay the guys we need to pay, and then next thing you know, mm-hmm. let's just let's go get it. Why not? Well, it just makes it exciting because then now, like this week, like trade talks come come back full circle, and yeah. it's like, okay, where's Debo going? Where are these other guys going? Where do you think a guy like Debo would fit in the best? Um, well, I think the favorite to if he's not on the 49ers, I think the favorite well, is he's to, not coming back to San Fran. He's made that pretty obvious. I know. I actually saw a video of him in a club, and a, somebody had a sign that said, uh, Debo's going back to the 49ers. And he was in the background, and he was just like yeah. <laughs> shaking his head. He saying, had a few no, words that ain't like, Yeah, that's not happening. And it was like, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I do think the Packers is a pretty, it could be a decent destination for him yeah, as yeah. a player. But I also think. It's just kind of one of those things, like you have still Tyron Matthew out there. I've heard the mm-hmm. Chiefs want Debo, which... Yeah. I think the favorite is the Jets, because they have so much draft capital. I just... Can but... you imagine going from... No. To the Jets from the 49ers? That's terrible, man. Yeah, I know. But uh, I think the next two were the Chiefs and the Packers. Yeah. I like, think two of the next couple. Well, I think the, I think the Jets have always been... <laughs> A team that a lot of big, quote unquote, big names will go to because they do have so much money to spend. Like Tyreek was playing, it was the and, Miami Dolphins and the Jets. And it's New York. I mean, it's a big city. Yeah, but dude, you're the Jets. Yeah, I know. Like, it's how much good. money, like, it's one of those things where it's just like, how much money is just like, is that really worth it? You're yeah. going to play on the worst team in that division. I know. It's like, dude. Yeah, that, you're just going to lose a lot. Yeah, lose a lot, and you don't have a chance at the championship. Mm-hmm. No offense. Yeah. And Zach Wilson? Like, dang. Yeah, gosh. he ain't it. But, Flatter. yeah. What do you have anything final say? Or what was, what are... Um, final thoughts. Uh, follow the pod, Twitter, Sip and Sports. Instagram, Sip and Sports. Yep. Same name on both of them. Yep. We're posting pretty frequently. I mean, Spotify. The picks, picks every day. Um, yeah. Otherwise, the other pictures and images and stuff frequently during yeah. the week let us know who you like give us some suggestions not yeah. might as well interact with us yeah we let like us know if you're fading us and uh us. last thought go wolves hopefully we can uh get it done yeah get it done that'll be exciting yeah so all right y'all
Peace. Peace.